Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We're so grateful. And the last time I, I was blessed to be with us, I was talking about an account in the book of Acts, chapter 12. It was the deliverance of Peter from the clutches of Herod. And, uh, and one of the things that I had mentioned at the time was that this arrest of Peter happened at the time of the Feast of Passover. Another translation would say the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, but it was a time of Passover that Herod stretched out his hand to to arrest peter this is after he had already killed james the brother of john by the sword so if you want the bible ref biblical reference it's acts chapter 12 uh, from beginning from verse 1 so please take out time and read it so we're talking about and i just want to lay an emphasis verse 5 it says so peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly praying to god for him so one of the things that we quickly discover is that when when James was captured and killed, the Bible did not record that anybody was praying for James. And it's possible people were praying for James. But one of the things that was different about the arrest of Peter is that the church made a concerted effort to organize communal prayer. How do we know they did this? Because the Bible said so. And later on in the verses, in that same chapter, you will discover that Peter went to the house of Mary, Mary who, who is the mother of John Mark, who had a prayer meeting going on in her house in the middle of the night. And the Bible records, and I'm going to read it now. God sent an angel and delivered Peter from prison. So I'm going to read from verse 12. When this had dawned on him, Peter went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. So you can, you can just picture the excitement on this young lady's voice. Peter is at the door. She didn't open the door for him. She just went in to tell everybody. You're out of your mind, they told her. These are the people praying, told her, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept knocking. When the door opened, they saw him. They were astonished. Peter motioned the hand with for them to be quiet and describe how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And then Peter ends with a mess with, with this phrase. Tell James and the brothers and sisters about this. And he left and went to another place. That was the title of a message that God laid in my spirit to tell James and the brothers and sisters about this. So in the earlier message, I'd highlighted that this happened at the time of Passover. I laid emphasis on the issue of Passover and why the blood is so important and that blood speaks. If you were not able to listen to that message, please go on our website. Uh, it, it will be there for you. But the essence of 
of that message was that the blood speaks. So there were two cardinal mistakes that Herod made. One, he arrested Peter at the time of Passover. So the blood will always speak. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. We read that in the book of Hebrews. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word for you. So no matter what you've been through, no matter what you have done, no matter what you think you deserve, believe me, child of God, there is a blood that can cover. There's a blood that can cleanse. There's a blood that can deliver you and access that blood today. Now, now for today's message, I'm laying emphasis on the second mistake that Herod made. The church started praying. You see, Herod ended up stirring the church to pray. Now, Herod, you might have taken James, but by God, you will not take Peter. That's what you could feel in your spirit that the church of God was saying back all those 2,000 years ago now. James might have died, but Peter is not going to die. So the Bible says they began to pray earnestly for him. And Peter was delivered. But one of the most humorous things about this passage is that the people that were praying for God to deliver Peter did not believe it when they got the miracle. Let me read again for you. Verse 15. When Rhoda came back to tell them Peter is at the door, guess what they told Rhoda? They told Rhoda, you must be crazy. Or maybe put it diplomatically correct, you're out of your mind. So when Rhoda kept insisting, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not out of my mind. It is Peter. They now decided to soften it a little bit and said, okay, you're not crazy. It must be his angel. These brethren had more faith in God sending an angel than Peter being delivered. Two things I have to say to that. One, what kind of spiritual dimension are they walking in that they see angels even more frequently than they see human beings? But let me leave that alone. The second point I wanted to make was that they were believing God, but they did not expect him to come through the way he did. And that's a word of caution for us. Sometimes we try to put God in a box. We try to determine this is how God is going to show up. No, our father is the monarch of the universe. He shows up any way he wants. Now I know you and I may know the principles of his word and we apply the principles. But please let me encourage you, give some room for God to do a new thing in your life. Give some room for God to come in a way you've never seen it done before. Before that time, nobody at least on record had been delivered from the clutches of Herod. There wasn't that kind of deliverance. There wasn't a deliverance from that kind of prison. It was Jesus that was delivered from the grave. But nobody had walked out of prison as of that time. So they were not expecting God to come through that way. Now, my technical mind would tell me that John... The son of Zebedee, if you read the gospel of John, you would quickly discover that John knew a lot of people among the high priests and all that. John was well connected. Read the book, Gospel of John. You see that John will always name every person by name. So he knew those individuals. He knew all the characters involved in the high priest and all that, the Sanhedrin. He knew all of them. I mean, he was the one that called the name of the person, the servant that, that Peter cut off his ear. He named the servant by name. He knew them. So, so perhaps the children of God that were praying were believing that maybe through John's contact, God could maybe deliver Peter. You see, maybe John had a, a great lawyer that could represent Peter at the trial, but God had a better plan. God had a better plan. God decided that Peter would be delivered even before the trial. 
So if this is a word for maybe somebody listening to us today, you are about to go into a difficult situation. You're expecting, if I, what I feel in my spirit, actually somebody's going into a law court in the coming weeks of hearing this message. But I declare unto you, before that court appearance comes off, you're going to be delivered in the name of Jesus. It will not go to trial, I hear the spirit of the Lord saying. It will not go to trial in the name of Jesus. So expect God to come in a way that you might not even expect him to. He's the monarch of the universe. He can show up any way that he wants. So why am I laying an emphasis on this on this on this uh, phrase tell James and the brethren about this? I'm laying this emphasis because when you read the book of James you'll discover that that had an impact on James. Apostle James. I'll refer you to a scripture, the book of James chapter Five, James was told this history of what happened to Peter. James was one of the pillars of the church. This is a half-brother of Jesus. One of the pillars of the church. And, and then he wrote an epistle by, under the, by, by the direction of the Spirit of Grace. And in his epistle, please read it. It's, it's, it's a five-chapter uh, epistle and it's so rich. But I want to emphasize chapter 5, verse 13. James has been told this story and then he's in his prayer time and the Spirit of God begins to move on him to write an epistle to the church, which later became part of the New Testament. And in verse 13 of the fifth chapter, he says this, Is any of you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any of you afflicted? Let him pray. I mean, in your spirit, you can feel the bowels of the man of God as he's just going through all the experiences that he's had, going through the testimony of Peter. And he discovers, oh, I have the secret. I know the answer. Is any of you afflicted? He wrote in verse 13, let him pray. He goes ahead further in verse 16, the lower part of verse 16, the same James chapter 5. and says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, James in his epistle took out time to lay emphasis on prayer. Then I believe he was also influenced by the deliverance of Peter. Remember, Peter said, when I leave here, brethren, please make sure you get to James. Tell James about what happened to me. Tell him and the other brethren about this testimony. And James is now writing his epistle years later. And he pulls on the experience, on the deliverance of Peter, on the testimony of Peter to say, listen, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. It makes tremendous power. Power available, that power is dynamic and it's working according to the amplified version of that scripture. So you could see that James is, is, is things are just going through his spirit as God is guiding him, as the Holy Ghost is directing him, and he pans down this scripture and then he lays an emphasis again in the next verse in that chapter 5 and he uses an example of Elijah who was a man of like passion, who prayed that it should not rain and it did not rain for three years. And then he prayed again that it should rain and then it rained again. So Elijah prayed intensely that it should not rain and for three and a half years it did not rain. And then he went back again and prayed again and the earth received rain, the heavens gave out rain. What am I saying today? What I'm trying to say is this. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. 
you're going through a difficult situation. Stop talking to your friends and neighbors about that. Get away with him and pray. Seek his face, commune with him. Adopt your priestly robe and pray and seek his face. Maybe you know somebody that's going through a difficult situation. Become an intercessor for that person. You know the answer now. We have the formula. We see how God moves now. He moves through prayer. There's a quote by Mario Cerullo that I'll never forget. He said, God does nothing on the earth except in response to prayer. We know the answer. Peter would have died prematurely had the church not prayed. James went to heaven. Peter would have joined him, but the church, verse 5, earnestly prayed for him. I encourage you today, instead of grumbling, pray. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. So, let us obey that scripture today. And even I will obey it too. Can we bow our heads for a word of prayer? Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the listeners. That if we pray that the spirit of prayer and supplication will come heavily upon each and every one of us. That it may we take our place at this time our place in interceding for our communities, for our families, for our homes, for our children, our grandchildren, our spouses. But that we pray that our lives will never be the same again. And maybe you're listening to this prayer today and you're saying, I'm not a child of God yet. I don't know him yet. It's so simple. All you need to do is to believe in your heart that Jesus died for you. Receive him. Confess your sins. And accept him and your child of God. If you would pray with me, that would be so wonderful. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I give you my life for the rest of my days. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I will serve you all the days of my life. Make your home with me. In Jesus' name I pray. And it's so simple. Just like that, you're a child of God. Thank you so much for listening to us. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. God bless you. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.